I'm Steve Schwartz, founder of Pro Influence, and you're listening to Startup Spotlight, a podcast series featuring innovative consumer-based startup companies and their passionate founders. Welcome to Startup Spotlight, episode number 11. Today we're showcasing Cool House, an awesome ice cream startup based in Los Angeles. They're producing delicious ice cream flavors and innovative ice cream sandwiches. They've created loyal fans in a very competitive space. Joining us now in LA is Natasha Case, CEO and co-founder of Cool House Ice Cream. Hi, Natasha. Thank you for joining us on Startup Spotlight. Thanks for having me. So good to be here. Excited to have you on the show. We were initially introduced back at an event in San Francisco a few months ago, uh, but you have really kind of carved out a niche in a very mature market and really want to understand kind of how you've done that over the last couple of years. Yeah, I'd love to tell you more about that. There's definitely some uh, uh, interesting behind the scenes as far as that's concerned. And it was definitely a unique path to get where we got. Well, tell us a little bit about you know what makes Cool House stand out in such a crowded ice cream marketplace. Yeah, I think we have a, a number of things going in our favor. And I do think that actually that's the best way to think about it as opposed to only being a singular thing. Because at this point, I think that that's not even enough with the way brands have really been elevated and have transformed in this past decade. But, you know, the the kind of at the number one of that totem pole for us is we're the biggest women-owned nationally distributed brand in grocery. And that's very meaningful to us because it really gives us a very organic and direct connection to our consumer, which is, is more women. And it's true of the ice cream category in general. It's so important, especially these days, to just, you know, showcase leadership as a woman. And with my team of, you know, we have a good amount of also women in executive positions here to really just practice what we preach and to uh, to teach by example. So I think that's been really powerful for us. And, and that singular element has resonated more with our following, like on social media, for example, than yeah. almost any other element of our brand. So uh, we moved that front and center of our packaging, and we are um, very, very proud of that and really make that clear to our consumer that we are women-owned and women-led. Secondly, I would say it would be like the innovativeness and fun uh, of the brand. I see you know, some of our competitors, obviously, the, the quality is always there. But I think we are the most fun and quirky of, of any of the brands on the shelf. We take what we do seriously, but not ourselves too seriously. And I think that is something that's really key. This is ice cream after all. As far as right. the innovation, we did come to market with ice cream sandwiches. And that's just quite different than a lot of the premium brands. Most of the premium competition is in pine. And to bring that level of sophistication and thinking outside of the box to delicious, delicious ice cream sandwiches that you know fully stand on their own. There's just nothing that can really even come close, especially on a national level. Um, and you know, of course, the flavors like milkshake and fries, buttered French toast, street cart churro dough. Definitely unique. And I'd say the last major pillar is being L.A. born and raised. Again, the only true L.A. brand on the grocery store shelf. That's really special because obviously for a long time, L.A. is a place that's a destination. And you think of beach and warm weather and so much beauty here. But more than ever, L.A. has become an uh, eating and and culinary destination. And it's just become uh, a cultural capital in the way it just wasn't before. So I think we are a brand that really represents that evolution. Yeah, um, particularly from a consumer product standpoint. Yeah. I come across a number of tech startups um, that are based out of the L.A. area, but for CPG, it is uh, uh, relatively unique. Yes, totally. I think that's very true. Tell us a, a little bit about, you know, kind of the advantages and disadvantages you've experienced, you know, being a female entrepreneur. 
I think that there are a lot of assumptions that people make when they meet women professionally. I think a lot of people have a preconceived notion of just an older man creating all the businesses and all the brands that they buy. It definitely takes work to uh, be part of the process of changing people's minds in terms of who the faces are behind the brand. And that also has to do with that things are changing and more women are being encouraged to feel confident at, at doing what they want to do. Um, I think too, just a numbers game, you know, when you walk into a room to, to raise money for example, and you're meeting with you know some of the top uh, executives and finance people at a firm or at a strategic partner you're interested in raising money from, and there's 19 people at the conference table and you're the only woman, it's just, you know, the playing field should be even and it should feel like a, an equal opportunity conversation. You should feel that you're represented on the other side of that conversation and just so often you're just not. So, you know, I don't think that in the end that really got in my way of achieving the goal I wanted to achieve. I think you have to be incredibly forceful and persistent and, and, you know, just go for it. And I think you have to make strong and great relationships um, with the people you're doing business with to achieve what you want to achieve. But I think, uh, would it be better or easier if there are more women on the other side of the table? You know, yeah, probably. So yeah. I think, um, you know, that those are really like the two kind of major elements of, of that um, kind of what, what you're in a sense overcoming um, as a woman in business. How about advantages? Have you found that there's been a cases where you feel like you've had an advantage uh, being a, a female entrepreneur with a successful business? Well, I think you take it into your own hands and you take advantage of it. Um, we are, you know, uh, certified women-owned, and there are huge advantages and perks to that. You know, a lot of organizations need a certain amount of women or minority-owned and led brands, and that can definitely help you get a foot in the door. It can help you with shipping direct to grocery stores instead of going through distributors, so you can have a more competitive price at, sh- at shelf. I think it helps right now because so much of the conversation is about women leadership and the fact that that's us. That gives us a platform, and people really want to hear from us, and they're paying attention. Um, I have to say too, I think as, you know, as a gay woman, I think that there's a lot of advantages there as well. I I just, for whatever reason, I know a lot of women in the food and hospitality space that, you know, are are part of the gay community. And I think you do, you make that connection. I think it's actually super helpful community to be part of. And I've seen that be fruitful for for, for many women and, and just also a good organic connection. And I think that there's something interesting about it maybe being less threatening to men in a sense, because there's not this, there's maybe more of a comfort on some level with you know men not being worried about how something could be perceived or not and whether or not that's true in terms of how someone might relate to that that kind of comfort level or not I still think it, it actually is I found it helpful for getting into the room with men in terms of being being at the table and, and having that conversation you know I think it's all about your perspective and what you utilize to be an advantage or not for you do you find that being a certified woman-owned business uh, actually resonates with female consumers yeah I definitely think that does I think if you're if you can make a connection with the person who's behind the brand and the person who's purchasing it that's really key and people are really voting with their dollar and they want transparency now so they're paying attention to not just the what they're buying but the who what leads us into kind of this next question which is you know, kind of talked about what makes cool house stand out but I mean it's such a big category with some huge players uh, right. some huge CG companies how do you compete against those big guys like you know Nestle and even Ben and Jerry's 
Well, I think you have to focus on what you have that they don't. You have the ability to evolve quickly, much faster in terms of innovation and bringing something to market. You can be nimble. You can take more risks. And I think people do value smaller up-and-coming brands and do value the artisan quality that is sometimes very difficult for the really big guys to kind of bring back down to earth. So I think you have to see... Yeah, they have more spending power, they have DSD, they have a lot of advantages, but so do you. And you have to use those advantages with every ounce of your energy. Natasha, tell us a couple, you know, maybe behind the scenes stories about how you and your co-founder kind of made this thing, you know, happen. Yeah, I think, oh gosh, there are so many interesting adventures along the way. Um, just a little inside story of that kind of connects to the women-owned. We reached out to one woman, Nancy. She had a big plant in uh, Anaheim. And, you know, she we called her and managed to get her on the line somehow. And she said, you know, girls, why don't you come on down to, to Anaheim tonight? And I'll show you uh, the factory and we can talk in person about what your plans are. And so literally she met us at like 8.30 p.m. in Anaheim, pulled up in like a really fancy car with her husband, who she had clearly dragged along uh, yeah. with her. And she said, let me show you the, you know, let me show you the, the lay of the land and then we'll go into my office and talk. And when she opened the door to the factory, she pulled down a switch and it was just like the biggest power surge I'd ever experienced in person. <laughs> it was like a, like really kind of felt like you were like turning on a spaceship and she had this massive, massive plan, and she's like, ladies, we do about 1.2 million cookies a day here. And, uh, you know, we have Angel Stadium, Disneyland, I mean, some of the biggest accounts, not only locally, but nationally. And she said, but I started with one oven, and someone took a chance on me when I was around your, your age, and so I'm here to see what I can do for you. And I think it's so special when you meet people when you're getting started that are like that, because it stays with you forever. And I think it, it is really true. It does, it does come back to you. And, and there are women like Nancy who, who really made me realize how important that is in business. And I think that's a, a really was a special part of kind of growing up through, through this company. That really speaks to the power of relationships and making totally. the right connections. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it looks like you guys continue to grow like crazy. You're expecting to do gross revenues of somewhere around $14 million this year. You know, that growth, it sounds like, is coming primarily through retail. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. Uh, about okay. 90%. Oftentimes with startups, that growth is fueled by you know fundraising. Are you guys currently doing any fundraising? Are you raising capital? Uh, you know, we are, in fact, and we're close to finalizing a deal. I can't really disclose much about it, but sure. um, we are we have something very interesting and exciting brewing for sure. Outstanding. Can you tell us what the new capital infusion will be used for? Yeah, it's, you know, so much is going to be about brand building through through marketing and, and what's our strategy there. And then probably a couple of key hires and then really inventory and, and more buying power so that we can really focus on our cost of goods and make sure we're building a sustainable business model. Good luck with uh, closing the round. I appreciate it. Where are some of the places that our listeners and consumers can find your product? Uh, let's see. So, it, you know, definitely depends on where you are in the country, but we're in many Safeway Albertsons uh, regions around the country, you know, Publix in the Southeast. Whole Foods is a big one for us. Specialty and natural stores, just kind of depending on going city by city, region by region. A lot of on-demand shipping, Amazon Fresh, Yummy.com, Fresh Direct. Uh, really the best way uh, is to go to cool.house and then go to where to find us. And we have a great retailer search where you can enter in your zip code and whatever mile radius you want. And even you can search by product and see what's available closest to you. 
and then you can actually order directly. Uh, yeah, off we the do website, have a right? e-commerce via our we have an online store as well. You can order all the flavors in pints, as well as ordering uh, the ice cream sandwiches, uh, also known as Sammy's. Yeah, um, you can order everything that we've got in stock on there. Awesome. Yeah, and, and what's then your... we also we we do use the online store for some of our newest, uh, like you know, before resets even happen. You may be able to find a sneak preview of our holiday line, our vegan line, or a 2019 pint line probably around around the end of the year, even before a lot of those things are rolled out on shelf. So it's a great way to, if you're a super fan, to really get in the know and see what we've got brewing. Yeah, that's a great test market opportunity. Absolutely. And what's your favorite flavor in Sammy? Um, God, it kind of depends on the day. Right now, I'm super into our birthday cake sandwich. It's so delicious and just spot on. And even if you're not, that's not your dream flavor profile, I think you would still fall in love with this sandwich. Yeah, uh, that's uh, funny and, you say that, uh, Natasha, because that's my kid's absolute favorite of all well, the different... Awesome. Well, they have great taste. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they would agree um, with you. But uh, you and I were talking Midnight Munchies earlier, and that's definitely one of my favorite pints. So if you're a chocolate peanut butter fan, that one is just is total heaven. It's chocolate peanut butter ice cream with chocolate covered pretzels and peanut butter cups. Yeah, that's my personal favorite too. Probably the the best ice cream I've probably ever tasted. It was just phenomenal. Uh-huh, that's awesome. And then Natasha, as consumers listen to this podcast and they've gotten to know you and they see Cool House ice cream on their store shelves or they see it online, what's the one thing you want them as consumers to remember about you and Cool House? I would say Cool House is, is really an authentic brand with so much heart and soul poured into it. And that has to do with, you know, our story, how we got here, totally reinventing my architecture career to do this and creating a really fun design brand, being that women-owned brand and really representing and being very true to that mission. And, you know, like I said earlier, just having so much fun with the innovation and the, the as far as flavor and product and every which way we want to go, you know, really thinking of, of those elements. If you want something that's really special, you're definitely going to find it in a cool house. Outstanding. Natasha, thank you so much for coming on Startup Spotlight. Thank you for uh, having me. I had a great time. Best of luck to you and the Cool House team in the future. I can't say enough about Cool House. Truly a super premium and indulgent ice cream. I really encourage everyone to check out Cool House both online and at your local retail stores. And that'll wrap things up for this episode of Startup Spotlight. I'm Steve Schwartz of Pro Influence. Please give us your feedback and share this podcast with your family, friends, and colleagues. You can find all Startup Spotlight episodes on our website, ProInfluence.co. You may also download all the episodes from SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening, and be on the lookout for our next episode coming soon.